Welcome to another Sunday Session podcast. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Craig Wing and Kenny Scott to take you through all the round 22 action, which included plenty of drama, plenty of upsets, plenty of talking points. Gentlemen, how are we going? Going well. Good weekend of footy. What's a good weekend of footy? Yeah, most of it was pretty good. Most there were some good games. There, some couple of, there was a couple of semi-final-like games and a couple of... Uh, Mm. Uh, training runs. A couple of snorers. There were, there were a couple of training runs. Um, as always, we'll delve back into it, reverse chronological order, starting with the most recent game, which was the Sharks up against the Dragons. And um, geez, that second half, most of it wasn't too memorable. Um, what did you... When the Sharks are trying to play finals footy. Uh, look, I thought the Sharks got off to a roaring start, but just couldn't capitalise. Just too many mistakes, and they continued those mistakes. Well, early on, they were making breaks... Um, mm. But then off and then making mistakes. But in the back end of the game, in the second half, they were just making mistakes. Um, too many mistakes for my mind. And I thought I thought the the Dragons tried hard. Mm. Um, there was some good effort, intensity, and defence. Uh, but it was the the age old problem for them this year is they just couldn't score any tries. They were they weren't really building towards a try. Um, their lines in their attacking plays aren't the best. So they just come at you, come at you and try a trick shot and it doesn't work. So I thought they, they really could have got away with that game, really could have won, but um, just their, their attack let them down, I think. Yeah, CK, we watched the... I was in the office for the second half of this game watching with you and, like, it was of poor quality, but, man, it was exciting. I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess maybe because I was so yeah. desperate for the Dragons to win because... Yeah. Uh, just for a better result for the Tigers, um, but I, it had lots of stuff. Like lots of stuff yeah. happened. It wasn't, mm. um, yeah, it wasn't of the highest quality. But you're right on the Dragons. They definitely try hard. Like the yeah. the Cam McInnes yeah. um, try scorer. Yeah, oh, that was saver. sensational. That was one of the yeah. one of the greatest tackles. And it's not the because didn't yeah. he have a similar incident? Not incident. A similar heroic. Um, Act yeah, couple, yeah, a couple, couple of months ago, where he charged down and, and, and yeah. beat Cody everybody. Yeah, like to get to the yeah. Ball, he's yeah. definitely had his moments this year. Mm. Um, he's been a real shining light for them. Yeah, and then and I, I agree with you. The Dragons attack, they had some real moments again where they could yeah. have. Um, well, they're in great position. They just chose the wrong option. Like yeah. Gareth Widdop made that break. Yeah, all, all he needed to do was take the tackle, set up for a field goal, and he kicks to the corner. Like what was he thinking? That was really relying on the kick too much, and the execution is not there. But look, the effort and intensity was there from them. Um, but I think focusing on the Sharks, they're going to limp there. They've got the Warriors, <laughs> Raiders and Tigers. Uh, but I don't, I don't see them playing like a semi-final football team at the moment. Hey, what happened with uh, Matty Moylan? Why did he go off? Um, was that an injury or a Mixed reports, thing? yeah. It was, uh, we thought it was a recurrence of the hamstring strain and then the Sharks said it was actually a knee injury and then after the game, John Morris said it was actually it was a recurrence of the hamstring strain. So final answer, as we have it at the moment, is recurrence of his hamstring mm. issues. Definitely injury, though. He wasn't subbed. Um, that's a bit of a, a blow for them, I guess. And um, you've got to remember, at the back end of that game... Uh, the Dragons had no players. Well, I was going to say <laughs> they, they had, had a lot three of HIAs. Uh, um, world's biggest off. halfback yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scoring tries as well. Luke. Who thought he was a halfback? Yeah. <laughs> the way that he was playing, but He's got some skills. Yeah, they lost Pat Kafusi at the start. They lost Ben Hunt to a really unfortunate piece yeah. of friendly fire 
early in the second half, sort of hit the ground, and then it might have been Jackson Ford's boot came around and collected him in the chin. So he ruled out for the game, and then Tyson Brazil towards the end as well was also uh, concussed. So yeah, so I thought I thought the Dragons were unlucky, and the Sharks were lucky to get away with that one. Mm, yeah, Sharks, like you said, a lot of errors, but it wasn't you know Roosters sort of make good errors where they're they're making errors when they're trying to attack and do stuff. Sharks were just dropping it in their own end and, and just heaping pressure on themselves, giving the Dragons too many chances. I uh, got away with it at the end. Um, Johnson puts a bomb up, ball bounces, possibly deflects off Wade Graham's hand before Sherry runs away and scored. They looked at it for ages. The, I'm seeing people on Twitter blowing up because it clearly touched his hand and should have been disallowed. I'm seeing people on yeah. Twitter saying you couldn't conclusively say anything and better to let it stand as it was. Then yeah. Wade Graham, two seconds after the game, comes out and goes, yeah, I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Look, I... With the video, I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't, I couldn't tell. tell different angles gave you different different stories. The fact that Wade Graham um, said he touched it at the end, I think that doesn't really mean anything. Got on him no. for saying that he did, just yeah. being honest. But it's just one of those things in footy. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. And, and today, uh, the Sharks yeah. got away with it. Would, it happy it happy with whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. the ref said. Yeah. It was so unclear. You just had to go with whatever, yeah. whatever the on-field... Um, decision yeah. was. I was going to say, even if you knew it touched his hand, you still had a decision to make over whether it went forward or not. So it didn't yeah, really it probably all went backwards anyway. So. So. Play on. Um, the earliest Sunday game, the Roosters up against the Warriors. It was tight for a little while. I think Warriors scored first through two of Arsashek and then um, yeah, Roosters second half. Kiri, Tedesco, Latrell, um, big Jad Rhea Hargreaves getting his ball playing on there. Just far too good. Yeah, I'm seeing the, the Roosters are really putting their game together... Um, more so these days, and they're really finishing off the game. You know, you see a lot of teams they get a bit of a they get a bit of a lead, and then things sort of start to go out the door, and people start trying individual things, and you kind of write it off as, oh, look, you know, these things tend to happen when teams get away. Um, but the Roosters, they just stick to their guns, and they get better and better, and more and more confident, and they just they just blew the Warriors away in in, in the back end of that game. Their combinations. Uh, look, I, I don't know if half of the stuff they do is what they train with um, or it's what they plan, but their combinations, they seem to know each other inside out and their plays are, 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 quite, are quite sublime as well. I think um, the Roosters are really building into something at, at the perfect time of year too. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're looking ominous. Yeah, I mean, the, this is the standard case of when will the Roosters, sorry, when will the Warriors let the other team back in it's not like they're not the Roosters were never not in it but they started strong I suppose yeah. the Warriors mm. uh, well the then, Roosters only had 39% position in the first half I think yeah yeah. but they still were yeah oh well what do we think of the, the Warriors I mean they no, were saying gone. last Warriors week they had a tough run and this was the, the start of that really <laughs> yeah. tough run Warriors are gone so obviously well I guess most of us were picking that uh, the, the Roosters were going to get up this week but um, look they got the Sharks the Rabbits and the Raiders no Sharkies chance. they could win, given the Sharkies' form. Yes. Rabbits and Raiders, well, Rabbits aren't really that great, but they've got to come good eventually, and I think they'll, they should get over the Warriors. And, um, and then the Raiders, they're probably mm. the form team at the moment, mm. playing the toughest style of footy. So 
Warriors don't like to get into an arm wrestle, so um, yeah, I think they're gone. Yeah, a couple of incidents in this one. First one was just a, an absolutely shocking knee injury to um, Jared Beale. Obviously, wish him all the best. A, a nasty kneecap injury. Not quite sure yet whether it was a, a ruptured patella tendon, but oh, um, I don't know what that is. But it sounds awful. Yeah. Either you can Rupture see on the is, footage, yeah. it was either his whole kneecap or half of it was pretty much halfway up his thigh. Oh, was, that's uh, he was on the green oh, whistle, dear. getting taken off. So really, uh, he had that horror broken leg. I think coming out of the World Cup, it might have been. So um, it's been a, a tough couple of years for Jared Beale. His season is certainly over. Um, then towards the end, we had Jazz Tavanga Sinbind um, put the shoulder into Cooper Cronk um, in the back after he passed the ball. Not all that dissimilar to what we saw from Pango on Cronk at the start of the mm. year, which probably kickstarted this whole mm. protecting the playmakers yeah. business. Um, he was Sinbind, which I think is perfectly consistent with what we've seen. Yep. You know, we've seen lesser incidents than that Sinbind, so I think he was always going to go. And we don't know what the charge is yet. We'll find out sometime on Monday, but probably wouldn't surprise to see if he, he misses a couple of games as well. Mm. Takes us back through to Saturday night and um, a fairly disappointing Rabbitohs out enthused by a fairly impressive Bulldogs who um, I think we were saying just before coming in here, uh, they've stripped it right back, focused on simplicity and they're getting some results. Yeah, I think first off we start off with the Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> I, th- I was impressed with the way that they were playing. Uh, really, really simple game plan, a lot of energy, a good line speed, physical and defence um, which is what we were talking about a number of weeks ago. They're really trying to get something out of the remainder of the year. Mm. Obviously, it's a lot easier to play when you've got no pressure on your shoulders. That it's um, yeah, things seem to to go a lot a lot better. Passes seem to flow a lot easier. But look, they've got to, they've got to turn up and deliver, as opposed to say what the Cowboys are doing or the Titans are doing. So um, look, I think the I think the Bulldogs are. They played really well in that game, um, and they really earned the win. On the other side of the equation, the the Bunnies were really disappointing. Um, yeah. Apart from the fact that I, they didn't score any tries, any tries at all, mm. against a team like the Bulldogs, who are ranked down the bottom of the ladder, that's probably a big concern. But the one thing that really stood out to me was their line speed in defence and their physicality in defence. Um, when the Bunnies don't get off the line and don't dominate the opposition, allow them quick play the balls, the Bulldogs were just going through them up the middle at will. Um, so that's something that for them to get their whole game on track, they really need to get their defence back in order and tighten up a bit. So for a big team like South, like they're known for being having these big, tough, strong forwards and the Bulldogs going straight up the middle. Like, what, What's going on? Are they, are they tired? Are they, uh, they have any notable I don't know. That's, for me, I think that's an attitude thing. Um, defence is all about attitude, wanting to get your face... Into the into the collision and you head into the collision and be really be really physical and dominate and tighten up the ruck, get off the line with some line speed and go up and intimidate the opposition. Whereas um, I, I I didn't see them doing that. Mm. And then occasionally someone will come one out and do it, but if it's only a bloke going one out, usually they bounce off or they do a bad tackle or something, yeah. and it leads to a line break. It needs to be a it needs to be a whole team thing. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think the the bunnies are in a bit of a hole at the moment. They've only won three out of their last ten games. Mm, that's a real So well, that's a slump. It's a starting to get slump. to concerning times now because the last thing that you want going into finals is having doubt about your game plan and doubt about yourselves as well, and a whole heap of things that you have to work on. You want to when you when you're hitting the finals, you want to be 
pretty confident that you've you've got the right formula, and then just go out and do it better and better. And I don't think I don't think the bunnies have got that at the moment. But that's all. That's all mental toughness, right? And surely Wayne, like Wayne's the king of, if a team is not performing to their best, he's the king at making them think that that's not the case, mm-hmm. and they're actually like really good and snapping them out of it. I think if if doubt would be a problem for South, I think that it it shouldn't affect them too much because that's that's Wayne's whole coaching philosophy is and it? it's all about yeah mental attitude rather than what you're doing physically and I think you're right there too because remember the Broncos last year where they were dreadful but then all of a sudden they got to the finals or yeah. just before the finals and it just came together yeah. so there's some coaches that can mm. leave it really really late um, I like to think that Wayne's one of them mm. but um, as a team and just listening to the way that they are in their in in their press conferences and things. They know that they've got some work to do, but they probably need to do it sooner rather than later. You've played in teams. I mean, you obviously played Origin yourself and you are playing, but you played in teams that had a lot of Origin reps and we've it sort of coincided with South drop-off, the, the Origin period. They only really had four involved and I think Cook and, and Murray have probably been two of their best mm. in this post-Origin period. So I'm not sure you can really blame the, the fatigue. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an Origin thing. I think, you know, like they've had a few injuries. Their big leader, Sammy Burgess, hasn't been in best form and Either. he's been injured a lot as well. And he's been injured a lot. He's been in and he's out. Um, did a couple of crazy things as well. So um, I think that that takes its toll. Mm. But also, if I think back earlier in the year, this, the Rabbitohs got a lot of lucky wins and they didn't really put teams away throughout the year. Um, and I think um, I think the, the, the points that they got away with and all the wins that they got away with masked a whole lot of errors or a whole lot of things that they needed to work on that are starting to be to be uncovered now. Mm, and they've lost Sam Burgess again in this one. Yeah. He pulled up tight with a, a quad strain. And then and Braden Burns. Braden Burns which... I think Braden Burns will be a big loss because yeah, he's, he's the kind of player that can really create something out of nothing and adds a bit of spark to their to their back line. I noticed Dane Gagoy doesn't really get the ball too much anymore mm. as well. We sort of plonked which... out on that right wing now. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. Um, I think Jimmy Maloney, I'm um, not James, Jimmy Maloney, um, James Roberts yeah. doesn't pass the ball enough. He always tries to skip on the outside. Yep. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a few things there, but also there's no one in the team at the moment that's really setting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Whereas when the bunnies are going well, you've got guys and, you, and they're, they're probably the form guys in the comp. I don't really feel that with any of the, the bunny bunnies guys at the moment. Yeah, and I mean they're still missing Alex Johnston, the the fullback. He has plenty of spark. Then yeah. you know Adam Dewey's doing a reasonable job, but yeah. Cody Walker's still probably getting his confidence back from that that Origin one sort yeah. of dropping, and you know, Adam Reynolds managing a ongoing back injury, so a few issues for them. I think the game plan was specifically to target Adam Dewey as well. Like I think he, he held his own, but he got hammered a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Some perfectly timed yeah. uh, runs yeah. Um, yeah. off a kick. Yeah, I remember one incident. It must have been DWZ who did it, but um, I'm just assuming that because he's the fullback. Yeah, it was hit him flush. Like mm. it was frame perfect yeah. about when he made contact, and he just he just knew he was going to have a, a pretty tough night from mm. that point. Hasn't on. he been a good buy for the Bulldogs? Oh, he's been yeah. excellent. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, like I always thought he was knew he was a pretty good player, but I yeah. didn't think he was like I didn't think he was you know captain of a country material at yeah. all. Mm. And since moving to the, the Bulldogs, like I, I really just shows how how good he is because yeah. I think and he's. 
he's turned his, his game has improved a lot, and he's also improved the team that he's got and, into. And he really strikes me as the senior, one of the senior players in that team, which yeah. is um, it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic, and obviously Kieran Foran back. He's had a horror run with injuries, and it's continued this year. But that was one of his best games. Mm. Couple of try assists, just that what yeah. we come to expect from him over his career. Just yeah. that wholehearted effort and, and commitment, and just a few really nice touches and I just wanted to mention the way they all were celebrating at the end they, like yeah. they weren't carrying on but they just looked genuinely happy like they were just enjoying yeah. playing enjoying the win yeah. enjoying it and just the, the genuine smiles on their faces was just kind of a nice sign and to, I, I've been in a team once with the Roosters um, I think we had Chris Anderson at the start of the year and finished off with Freddie as our coach at the end of the year mm. Start we'd, we'd we didn't go too well at the start of the year and we won a number of games in the back end and we just missed out on the finals but Finishing off with some wins is so important, particularly for the next preseason, um, and just 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 the move because preseason goes for a long, long time. Mm. And if you're getting around thinking that you're a dud team, that you've got a lot, a lot of work to do, then it's a it's a really long off season. Whereas if you if if you've got a bit of a if you've got a bit of a lead into it off some off the back of some wins in, at the back end of the year, then it's a, it's a it's a completely different mindset. So mm. I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for the Bulldogs. Um, we don't normally do like a, you know, a best on ground or anything like that for any games, but I actually have one that I, I have to highlight for this game specifically, and it's Henry Perinara, <laughs> who is... I, I personally... I mean, I think all refs are, are, are great, wonderfully talented um, at what they do. I think Henry Perinara usually goes to the bunker too much, so I'm not the biggest fan, but there was two things he did in this game that I just think need to be highlighted. Um, when Braden Burns went down, he, he ran over and checked on him and, yeah. and you could hear pick, he was picked up on his on, on yeah. his mic, mate, you're all right, oh, you done your hand, yeah. okay, like, we'll get you sorted. But probably the bigger one was he pointed out Tom Bird. He stopped play because he saw Tom Bird just wobbling in the, in the defensive line and said yeah. he's, he needs to be checked. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's the first incident of a referee doing that. But I just think that shows... Uh, he's got genuine concern for the players and for you know all the mm. all the stuff going on about um, concussions being highlighted now. I think that's uh, that was just a really great thing that he did. Yeah. That he did. Yep, I'll play that one. Yep. I guess related around that's been a lot of consternation around you know Tom Burgess not going off immediately when we can all see through the TV straight away that mm. he was dazed and concussed. Just the way the pro- protocols are at the moment, we've kind of got to go back and forth with the the sideline medical tent or the or the club doctor and players can stay on for a few plays. So I'm not. Quite sure what the answer is, but maybe you might have touched on a potential solution in terms of if just making sure the, the trainers and the refs are straight onto it so yep. that the players do go off straight away when they need to. Um, that brings us to what I thought was probably the just not just the game of the round, one of the games of the year, the Storm and the Raiders. Um, Raiders, real deal. Raiders, <laughs> I, they had, I felt that they had the momentum for most of that game. Um, they're execution and attack is probably not as precise as say the storm or the roosters but their effort and intensity is definitely first class um players running hard a lot of energy a lot of physicality and defense which is typical of a of a ricky stewart team that's got a lot of confidence um I did see at times when the Roosters were just holding them out, holding them out, holding them out. They started to started to push the pass a little bit more, and I, the, the 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 storm almost frustrated them out of it. Mm. But um, yeah, there was some there were some great moments in that game and some um, really big plays. Yeah, I was kind of I was frustrated early on. Like the storm got out. To, was eighteen nil, eighteen nil, and um, the Raiders just brain explosions. I mean, yeah. Whiten was a professional foul. I guess you get that when you're trying to stop a try. Do, do you think on that? Do you think he's he deliberately meant to do that, or it was just a reaction 
yeah. player in front of me, I've got to tackle him. I think, yeah. I think I, I think, I think that was a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. And there's not much you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Joe Tarpany, that was, was a, a genuine brain explosion. Like when you've just gotten through a Sinbin period, you got back to 13 on 13 to, to let someone, you know, get under your skin to the point that you throw a punch and get yourself sin-binned when you're, yeah. you know, trying to compete against Melbourne. I was actually disappointed because I was looking forward to this game so much. I'm like, oh, Canberra's just throwing it away. They're not actually giving themselves a proper chance of competing. And then somehow they turned it around. And I don't think Storm's ever lost from being 18-year-old. No. Yeah, never. first time. Yeah, so first that's time. just a phenomenal turnaround from the Raiders. I was really expecting them to go in at half time and then come out as a different Melbourne Storm team. And it actually went the other way. They came out, they mm. were making mistakes, and then the the Raiders just started dominating, dominating, dominating. And I think I think that that was less about the Melbourne Storm and more about the Raiders. Just mm. they just kept coming at them. They just kept putting pressure on them, um, and they just competed at everything for the whole game. And I um, yeah, I think they they thoroughly deserved that win. Yeah, it was really un Melbourne Storm like. Yeah, but every every game has has a turning point, and for me, it was it was the Vunavalu try to make it eighteen nil. That was a a great try and everything, but like yeah, what we were half an hour into the game, yeah. he celebrated early, which is un Melbourne Storm like, yeah. and then he you know did the massive swan dive to ground yeah. the ball, like he made a big deal out of it, and that's that's not a Melbourne thing to do. Like you mm. know, we all know famously that Bellamy coached the Josh Adokar cage face thing that he used to do when he scored right out he said that that's not part of what we do mm. but that was mm. there was two big things in that try that was just not something you usually see a melbourne mm. storm team do yeah, it's not big on um, the showboating yeah Great. exactly and then yeah. from that point on it all it all sort of unraveled so the i, I guess everyone would be in agreement that the, the raiders are the real deal this year yeah if they hadn't beaten a top five team yeah. or top six team other than that one game yeah. against para um until this game and they've got the biggest scout there is in yeah. at, in their home patch now so that gets that's as tough as a win gets but the thing is for me with the Raiders is it is it sustainable they turned over a lot of ball a lot of mistakes as mm. well um, they're going to have to be a little bit more clinical on that in the finals that was a high intensity game style of game from them and that's mm. it's it's very hard to, for that to do week, weeks on end uh, but next? once you get into the finals then um well, they're going to have a big game next week against Manly. Yeah. I'm looking ah, forward yeah, to right, that okay. one because yep. they both play a, a tough style of footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Manly, then the Sharks and the Warriors, so you could almost say that they almost freshen up just before the finals. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they get the, these intense ones. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, with due respect to the Sharks and the Warriors, they might get some, um, yeah. some easier wins in between, which is probably a good thing for them. Um, Josh Hodgson with the uh, the one on one steal. Like we, 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 the, the one on one steal has been a big talking point for this podcast all year, and like, I'm a huge fan of it. I won't I won't yeah. back down from that, and for that very reason. Yeah, like, that, that was game, such a clutch play. That was that yeah. like, that, that's, Mel, yeah. that's when one on one steals should be one on. Yeah. you know, show, yeah. anything goes. They're the ones that you look at it and you go, yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a good play. You could just see yeah. Melbourne were starting to do the Melbourne thing. They were slowing it down. They were tightening yeah. the game up. They were just going to ride the clock out on this one and, yeah. and set up for, for whatever they wanted to do. And then, like, bam, Josh Hodgson pulls it mm. out and changes the game completely. It, it was it was beautiful. Mm. He it. now has more one-on-one steals individually this year than any of the 15 other NRL clubs have. That was his oh, 12th really? steal. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. Storm have 11, and yeah. a few other clubs, I think South and Warriors, maybe have eight Yeah, as th- across the entire club. Raiders <laughs> have got 24, and Hodgson's got 12. <laughs> yeah, oh, good wow. on him. Keep it up. That's so. awesome. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, the Storm's run into the final. 
they've got the Titans, Manly and the Cowboys. Is that a little bit too easy? Um, well, they've just they've been up all year, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Titans game, we, we sort of touched on the, the post-origin stuff with, with Souths before. Last time Melbourne played the Titans, I think Bellamy rested all their origin players. I think Finucane played mm. and he rested the other five or six. Um, which is maybe a little bit disrespectful. They didn't. It's entirely disrespectful. But they still won easily, <laughs> yeah. and, and they've they've maintained their form coming out of the Origin period after being, yeah. I think, the most heavily represented club, or certainly one of the mm. most heavily represented clubs. Um, they probably use a, a softer mm. game or two. Like they've had, you know, yeah, this I, weekend I just, against Canberra. I, w- I just wonder how they're going to play it. How they what they're going to do with their team? Are they going to give some guys some rest, or are they going to just try and blow these three teams away? Or yeah, it's going to be interesting. Manly's going to be. A, going to give them a bit of a run but well, I, I Manly, can't see Manly will be a similar Cowboys. game in intensity to the yeah. Canberra one or, or because like yeah. there's this mm. mini rivalry now but well, I guess there's always been a rivalry between Manly and yeah. Melbourne yeah. but since well, Manly just them, got them yeah. recently mm. down there 11 points to 10 in a, mm. a thriller so the Melbourne aren't going to want to you know yeah. drop that yeah. one they're not going to want Manly to beat them twice in one year the other two yeah potentially you know some blokes might get an early mark or or yeah. a rest for, for those games which you'd expect them to win pretty wow. handily Look out whoever has to play Melbourne Storm in round one of the finals. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, and the first Saturday game was the Knights up against the uh, Cowboys. And um, Knights really been off the pace for a while, but um, bounced back in a big way and probably got a bit of help from their opposition. Yeah, that's a, that's a good confidence booster for the, for the Knights. They've been a little bit out of form. Um, a little bit out of form of late, but... Uh, I think that was a good one for the Knights forwards where they got to dominate. Mm. And, and they're such a different team. Like, you look at PC scoring 40-metre tries and mm. Ponga scoring tries. That's just him catching the ball on the front foot mm. without the defence rushing up off the line. And a lot of that um, falls back on the forwards dominating. So I yeah. think that's a, that's a good confidence booster for them because the, you could really nullify the... Uh, not too dissimilar to the... Um, to the Broncos, you could really nullify the Knights if you get over their forward pack. Mm. Um, but that was a game where they were just the backs were running rings around everybody because they were dominating through the middle. Well, your column a week or two ago was sort of on what's gone wrong for the Knights, and mm. a big part of it was, you know, with the forwards not really dominating and getting yeah. a roll on. It's allowing people to really, you know, double up on on Mitch Pearce and shut him down, and they don't have enough organisers outside of that. But that. You know, this game, I'm not sure how much the Knights improved in what they were doing or just the Cowboys failed to, to match the game plan that the other teams had shown to, to shut Newcastle down and they were allowed to do what they were doing back when they were winning games. Yeah, look, the, I think the Cowboys are really just a, a subpar team at the moment. They're mm. not... They're sort of going the way of the Titans. Um, they're down to 15th now, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're, like we spoke about it before, they're just they're really keen for the year to end. Yeah. You, can, you can see it in the way they move... Like in this game, they just look slow, tired. I don't want to say disinterested, but definitely not energised to be there. Yeah, I, I wonder what um, what Paul Green's thinking up there these days. He's had so many so many years of success up there, and um, obviously was had an immortal in his team, a future immortal in his team. But um, there's only so long that um, you can you can use that. For, your, for the performances on the field. Mm. I mean, they're missing, you know, Tamalola was out injured, yeah. Josh Maguire's out suspended, you know, obviously had huge dramas in their back line right mm. from when they lost Ben Barber at the start of the year, and, you know, Nana McDonald, they had a few other injuries, so they're really lacking a lot of the, mm. the zip and spark that they would have been expecting to have from their 
in their back line as well. But even given all that, there's yeah. The, but right throughout the year, they've just um, they just have haven't they've had some really good players, and they had, they, they yeah. had a Ford pack that I was picking at the start of the year that was really going to dominate, and, and and they they really haven't done that. So. Um, a lot of work to be done up there, but let's focus on the Knights because yeah. they're the ones yeah. that are still a chance of making the finals. Yeah, Pierce two tries, Ponga two yeah. tries, you know, Clemmer and Saifidi and Barnett and Fitzgibbon, these guys all looking a lot more energised than they have in, in recent weeks. Good confidence builder for them and they've got a they got a decent run in to the finals. They've yeah, got they the do. Tigers. They could speak with that one. The Tigers are in a bit of all sorts because they've got no hooker. Um, Titans, they yeah. That should be a given, and then a, and then a good one against the Panthers, who are who are hot and cold at best. So they could very well win the next three, mm. um, and this could be the start of that role. Yeah, if they if they having won that one, if they win three more, that's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, finals, I think, for them. Um, anything to add on the nights before we no, move no. on? No, no. <laughs> Brings us to the second Friday game. Uh, Broncos up against the Panthers. Plenty of drama in this one, but some uh, some stunning performances as well. Uh, Broncos, in the end, too good. What do we make of this one? Can we just talk about yep. my, my man, Payne Haas's 40-metre <laughs> or 50-metre solo try in the, what was it, like the 70-somethingth minute? Yeah, 70 How do you get a front rower running like that, scoring tries like that? So that's the modern-day forward, isn't it? End of the game. That was awesome. This is just um, un- unprecedented what we're seeing from Payne Haas. Is he still 19? Is he still a teenager? It's uh, I'd have know. to be. It was ridiculous. But it was two it was two evenly matched teams, I think. I think yeah. um, that was that was a good pair up. Two evenly matched teams with finals on their mind. Um, but uh, once again, poor handling errors cost the Panthers. Um, you know, big forward packs can't big forwards packs like the Panthers have got, they can't win games completing at only 70% completion. Yeah. They just can't do it. They can't... Uh, they end up doing too much work in defence, they're too tired, and then as a result they can't they can't get a roll on. So um, I think the Broncos, for my mind, just had the uh, had the better better attitude in that game, particularly defensively. They had great scramble, great physicality in defence. I like the spite, the niggle, mm. the two teams going at it at each other, but um, obviously the... Broncos got over him. Yeah, I thought the, the Broncos' attack was like much different to what we saw last week mm. where they didn't really seem to be knowing know what they were doing. They just sort of got to within 20 and then chucked it around and hoped somebody would get through the line. But they seemed um, like they had a plan this yeah. time. And they, again, they played with like so much more energy. Um, it, was a, yeah, it was a real turnaround, even though they won last week as well. Mm. Um, I was dis- a bit disappointed with the Panthers. And, and, and it, it's quite a contrast to the Panthers of last year, and they've got the players that should be able to do it, but they they couldn't really score. They couldn't score mm-hmm. even when um, when the Broncos uh, had a player off. Yeah. Did they score a try then? No, I don't. Against no, twelve, I think, I think the Broncos scored. Yeah, against twelve mm-hmm. men. So that's 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 really worrying signs for the for the Panthers. But actually, there was a stat that really stood out for me. Um, was the number of missed tackles in the game? So the yeah. Pan- the Broncos had 40, which is huge, but the Panthers had 50. <laughs> That's a lot. The Panthers had 50 <laughs> missed, ta- missed tackles. So Naden, Kickout, Maloney, um, they missed 19 of them between them. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, yeah that's... Um 
that's something they, they probably need to, to work on. Um, I guess for the, the Broncos, um, Jermaine Izarko back in form. He's had a mm. bit of a, a tough season compared to, to last year, so good to see him. You know, Tony Staggs has had a, a pretty consistent run since nailing that starting gig. Um, there are also some judiciary charges we need to talk about. We'll start off with um, Jake Turpin went in with that swinging arm. Yeah, that, yeah. Was that was That actually looked like he meant to do that. Yeah, you know? it, it wasn't a great look. That, and they've that, taken that the early plea for that, so he's out for two weeks. They've got yeah. to find themselves a new halfback. I'm not sure Dearden's quite ready fitness-wise yeah. to come back, so I'd assume O'Sullivan, um, I think, is back playing Q Cup now. Um, that's sort of a blow for them now that, you know, Milford sort of slotted into that fullback role and they're starting to get a bit more of their, their mm. combinations going. And probably the contentious one is um, is Pangai, who's got a bit of a, a history now in terms of the judiciary, which has bumped up his, his loading and his carryovers, but came in with that sort of body shot on, you know, Maloney's head. Um, was that pe- was that the one right at the end of the game? Yeah, Not, I think it was towards the end. He got sent, he got sent off. I, I thought... Yeah, I thought yeah, he got sin-binned. I thought he had a good game. I, I didn't think there was really that much in it, in, in that particular one. Mm. I remember thinking at the time it was, okay, fair enough, send him off, but... I hope he doesn't get suspended as a result of it. Yeah, well, he'll miss at least one game. He's picked mm. up a grade two, and oh, with really? his loading and okay. carryovers, an early plea for the grade two would have been four games. Um, Broncos are challenging it. They're going for a downgrade to a grade one. If they're successful, he only misses a week. If they're yeah. unsuccessful, he gets the full five weeks, mm. which is probably... That's huge for the Broncos. No halfback for the next two. They've got the Broncos and then... Oh, they got the Bunnies and then the Eels. Yeah. And no Pengai. That could yep. be... Uh, I was looking at their run-in, bunnies, eels, dogs. Mm. I was hoping that they'd probably get two of those maybe, but looks like they might not get any of them. Yeah, <laughs> well, if if he does cop the full five, if he's unsuccessful at judiciary, yeah. they'd have to make week three of the finals for him to play again yeah. this season, which, uh, which is not going to happen. You wouldn't think so. No. so. Yeah. Um, interesting one on Tuesday night at uh, NRL HQ. Um, I hope he gets off. I want to see him in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Heard it here first. Um, the early Friday game, um, Eels went up to uh, Gold Coast and far too good for the Titans. They've now won a couple away from Bankwest, which is probably important for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Arthur, after the game, wasn't too happy um, despite the uh, the 36-12 score, and he thought their discipline probably wasn't what it could have been, and they, they should have stuck to their guns a little bit more, but there were still plenty of positive signs. Yeah, it's, it's a win. Like I'm, I thought the the Titans tried, yeah, um, a bit more than usual <laughs> in the first half. Um, except, look, there could have been a there could have been a try for the Eels off the very first set. Yeah, yeah. But twelve uh, six at half time. I thought the I thought the, the Titans had a bit of a go. Um, Paris three tries off kick, so it's not like their defence was really letting them down, but. I think Mitchell Moses is in pretty good form at the moment. And yeah. he was just running rings around the Titans, just setting everything up. So um, turned into a training run 10 minutes into the second half. So uh, this is one of those ones where we could say, look, at maybe it went sideways a little bit at stages because they had such a healthy lead. But look, they finished off strong. Uh, and it's just it's a win. Good to see Mitchell Moses in form, though. He's, he's yeah. probably the key for them Absolutely. if they're going to do any well this year in the finals. And he's... Um He's sort of been fairly rocks or diamonds in the past, and he's a confidence player. And his his down games are, um, and he knows as he's spoken about in the past. But his bad games are way too far behind his good games. But mm-hmm. it now seems like either he hasn't had a bad game in a long time, or he's 
bad games that are much closer to his good games. Yeah, I think he's just stringing his game together. Like his his kicking's good. He's running with Running's the ball. Really like good, his yeah. his um his ratio of taking the ball to the line. He's not just sitting mm. back playing in a dinner suit. His goal kicking is really good at the moment yeah. too. Um, so decision making, I think the judgment's just really strong. Yeah, and he has to be feeling confident at the moment in his own game. Mm. Confidence going into the finals, particularly for a half, is golden for any team. But I think he's also learned to sort of temper his confidence because previously, because you know, I hate the term confidence player, but when he got confident, he started to get cocky. Yes. Um, but he's yes. not doing that anymore. There's like a he's, big he's, he's measured, yeah. Yeah. he's calculating, and also yeah. when things don't go his way, he doesn't drop his bundle like mm-hmm. he used to as well. So yeah, he's. Re- I guess he's just matured and that. You know, happens as you get older, doesn't it? More experience. <laughs> can do. Um, a few other standouts. Wonga Blake scored his first and his second uh, tries in the blue and gold. Um, showed a clean pair of heels a couple of times. I think he's going to be an asset um, through the, the latter stages of the season. Manu Mau, really disappointed that we're losing him to the Super League, but he's really mm-hmm. finishing on a high. He's Set up a couple of tries and, and scored one. Um, some of those just back-of-the-hand offloads yeah. and some of those confidence plays. And um, Brad Takarangi... The, the, the veteran, he's played back row 5 8 most of his career at centre. Now he's uh, second or third game into his career as a winger. Had that um, incredible bat back for the, the Dan Alvaro try, the, the first try, the, the night 200 plus metres, I'm pretty sure. Um, really settling into that role yeah. down on the flank, the veteran. Adding good value. Yeah. They usually go the other way. Exactly. <laughs> you get slower and slower and end up you in the front in. row. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good stuff there from, uh, from Tackers. What about the Eels run in? So they got the Dogs, Broncos, Manly. The dogs are the top eight slayers these yeah, days. Yeah, so one five of seven. Game. The dogs, and they're mostly top eight teams that they've beaten. So they're going to have a physical game against the dogs if they keep mm-hmm. if the dogs keep playing the way that they do. That one is at Bank West, yeah. which is Ooh. good for Para. Um, Broncos, Broncos and Manly, Suncorp. Yeah, they could. Um, I think that well, they're in good shape, but. Um, they could they could possibly get away with these. I think Manly is going to be the tough one for them. Yeah, well, I mean the. Still in the hunt for a top four finish, but you'd mm-hmm. have to say probably fifth or sixth is more likely. But if they do that, that means week one of the finals is at Bank West, mm. um, which is probably a good sign for them, which would be against a Cronulla, Penrith, Brisbane, West Tigers. You're very charming. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> speaking of West Tigers, they uh, it wasn't a great week for them. They went out mm. to Lotto Land on Thursday night and... Um, I guess the the awful news for them was Jacob Little, just that absolutely shocking um, knee injury. Yeah. Um, really, really tough times uh, for them and for him in particular, but um, Manly into the top four now. Manly just too good, hey? Uh, yeah, like it was always going to be a, a, like a, a tough game, but the Tigers just have an official injury crisis now. Yeah. You're like, Farrah, like I hope... How many hookers can you lose and keep winning? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So Farrah, that's, he's probably played his last game for the club, which is yeah. really which is really tragic, sad. but that sort of stuff happens. But then, um, yeah, the, the injury a little... Yeah. Like like uh, when Elijah Taylor is our hooking option, like yeah. he's, uh, he's just not a great hooker yeah. and when you have to fall back and rely on him his, his service out of dummy halves he's not a hooker which is yeah. fine but when he has to be yeah, his service isn't that great his passings yeah. he's just not there so um, and I and think it it's makes become it easy more... to mark up on, on the rest yeah, of the exactly. team because you but know I... that he's not going to come out of dummy yeah. half and put pressure on the mm. markers so the markers start sliding and yeah, then all of a yeah. sudden they get dominated in the, um, in the and pitch. I think it's quite obvious that just the direction that Robbie yeah. gives the team when he's on the field as well. Like he, Huge he, loss. Just, just outside of the, the rollout, he actually plays at dummy half, the you know the, the game plan and the, the management and everything. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a real shame. But, I mean, there were still some highlights. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say Benji's pass for Nofaluma, that, that first Tigers try. That Benji was, did some really nice stuff was in that. Amazing, yeah. amazing to watch. I, I like watching 
Benji at the moment. He just looks like, regardless of what's happening, regardless of where they're going, he realises that, you know, every game that he plays from now on is golden and he's just trying to... He's taking a really mature approach to it and just trying to enjoy himself, yeah. trying to use all the skills that he's got, use everything in his bag of tricks, and um, and he's playing good footy as a result. Yeah, Manly though, like I said, in the in the top four now, they're yeah. um they're probably, you know, a lot of the year we've been saying it's the Storm, the Roosters, and maybe South are the mm. big three, but I think Manly's yeah really in that conversation now. Yeah, I think Manly and Canberra have effectively jumped the bunnies. Yeah. Um, in in that in the context of that conversation, but Manly, like we were saying before, they're just building on their game plan, just adding bits and pieces to it, um, but not relenting on the non-negotiable foundation yeah. components of their of their game plan, which is which is the toughness, the the um, the energy, and, and and the little one percenters. And they've. Um you know, we sort of touched on this before as well, but when they do have to bring in those um, those fringe players, your, your Brendan Elliotts, your Brad Parker, who missed the, this one injured, the Lachlan Croakers and, and Cade Cuss, and then in, in this game was Brendan Elliott with a, a couple of line breaks, uh, unfortunately a, a bomb try um, or try assist from him, but also Jack Gajewski coming in for Curtis Sirenen and jagging a couple of tries on that right edge. So those I, fringe I was going to are, ask, I'm glad you said that, because I, I, who the hell is this Gajewski guy? He scored three, <laughs> three bloody tries or two and one disallow. Like, yeah. like he's uh, come actually, from nowhere. I was at this game, I interviewed him after the game, yeah. but Porky, I think he's 24 now, he's had a shocking run with injuries. He came from South, uh, I think he debuted for South in 16, missed most of 17, he had... Uh, neck nerve injuries he had a broken collarbone went to man he had a broken hand came back from the broken hand and broke his arm on the same side and then um that was meant to be six weeks then he had an infection in the broken arm they had to go in and clean out some stuff and he ended up missing pretty much the whole year and then he's um finally got on the puck this year he's a specialist edge forward he's played pretty much the whole season um coming off the bench in the middle and i uh, found out on on thursday night he's pretty much the whole season been playing with this osteitis pubis this um what? wow um, so what a trooper. How, how old is this guy 24 he's 24 all that and he's 24 shocking run of injuries yeah so he hasn't played pretty much since round 14 due to managing this um pelvic injury and he came back and scored a couple of tries wow. good, good on him if anyone deserves it yeah exactly yeah, good on him. um See, so yeah, he's doing some uh, some good stuff for them. I think Serenin's probably got one more week out with that hammy strain, so uh, Kajewski might get another another run. Do you guys have any thoughts on uh, Tommy Talau? Willie Talau's son? He had a, I mean, it was a tough time on that edge in you know defence, especially all the ball man he had and some of their, mm. their attacking mm. weapons, but I thought he handled himself um, pretty well. I think we're going to see a bit more of him in the NRL. Yeah, I would say it was a relatively yeah, solid, not, not, not spectacular debut, but solid. Mm. Unfortunately, I think he's he's the he was the guy that ran into Little's knee. It was yeah, unfortunately which injury, yeah, friendly which is fire unfortunate um, for everybody. So how are we sitting with the ladder? Which uh, which teams are gone? I think we Warriors. Think? We can just about um, put a line through with their their loss today and their their run home. Tigers. Everyone, Oh, come on. I'm here. I'm in the room. I'm in tigers, the room. I'm, the tigers right, I'm standing right next to you. So, Tigers, we've got the Knights. you got the Knights, the Dragons, and the Sharkies. And no hooker. <laughs> no, Reynolds will come in. Reynolds, oh, yeah, Reynolds yeah, is true. all right. Yeah. He, he, he goes, yeah, yeah, okay, hooker. Okay. He'll bring a whole lot of energy and direction. Yeah. And don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Everything mm. is going to be just fine. I'm, I'm pleased to see Reynolds back, assuming yeah. he does play. Yeah. Um, he's, um, he announced it on the radio over the weekend. <laughs> well, he doesn't pick the team, yeah, unfortunately. Well, here's the thing. You've got a guy that's played Origin, obviously yeah. is capable of playing at a high standards. 
who'll be going out there playing with nothing to lose. Mm. So that uh, and plenty that, to gain. Like yeah. he's trying to get a, a new contract exactly. somewhere else. Hopefully, so there, so. there could be something in that because he is one player that brings a heap of energy mm. and. You just see on the field the guys around him get off the back of that, and then mm. things just start to happen. So, never know. That's Fingers right. crossed. You never know. <laughs> I don't know if at this Dead stage of his career his uh, shoulders are up to defending in the middle for, for eighty minutes, but um, he probably rotates a bit with with Elijah Taylor and maybe fifty to sixty minutes at, at number nine for for Josh. So hopefully he can uh, make an impact. But um, yeah, it's still a tough ask for the the Tigers. What are they? Uh, a win behind the 8th and ninth place Sharks and Panthers now, so they're mm. going to have to win pretty much all, all their games, which is tough. So between Cronulla, Newcastle, Penrith and Brisbane, that little block of four, who's got the... Who, who are we thinking at the moment? I'm starting to think that extra point Brisbane got from the draw against yeah. the Warriors might actually count yeah. for them rather than against them. Yeah. Um, so it might be those other three... Well, three to four teams going for the <laughs> sorry, so kidding. Ch- so charitable. <laughs> um, going for the, the last spot. I, I mean, I've been saying for so long that the Sharks are going to finally click and, and sort it out, and their run isn't that hard. But um, they're just not. I mean, they did what they needed to do eventually today to get the win over the Dragons, but they're not that convincing. Yeah, kind of. I kind of feel get the feeling that the the Sharks are going to limp there. Um, mm. Don't know about Penrith. Brisbane might start to slip now. Um, well, yeah, if things some, don't um, go again, if if things don't go their way, so I think possibly Cronulla and Newcastle could slide up there. But we'll wait and see. Mm. Well, Knights have sort of got their um, you know fate in their hands to an extent. They got yeah. a reasonably soft draw and um, coming off a big win. So if they can turn it around, it, it's certainly within their power. Shall we leave it there? Let's. Until next week. Until next Looking week. Looking forward to the Raiders versus the uh, Manly Seagulls. Yeah, Three versus four. Be a it's going to be a good one, that one. Can't wait. All right. Thanks for joining us, boys. I'll see you next week. Until next Cheers. week. See ya.